right, well, welcome back to our, um, our series called Miraculous. Do you believe in miracles? Uh, three of you do. Do you believe in miracles? I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if our God is alive, then that power that he has is still available to us today. And that's what this series is all about. It's about really looking at all of the ways that God can work in our life in incredibly supernatural ways. Last week, we, we looked at the story of Paul, and we discovered that God's grace is greater than all of our sin. You know, that sometimes we look at people and we go, man, they are just so far from God. But God's arm can reach people no matter where they are. And the point last week of this unlikely convert was that every single person that you and I know in our life are redeemable by our God. Amen? Today, I, I want to I take a step that, that's going to gonna push on you a little bit because uh, it's going to require something of us. Repeat out loud after me. Some miracles require a step of faith. Let's do that again. Repeat after me. Some miracles require a step of faith. Now, sometimes we forget this. Um, we want to believe that God can do miracles, um, but do you want to take the step of faith that is necessary for God to do the miracle in your life? Look at me. Make eye contact for a second. Hear my heart. What if you're not really waiting on God. What if God is actually waiting on you? That's what I want to talk about today. Now, this principle that we're going to look at is, is really evident all through Scripture. Uh, but today, I want to look at a, I want to look at a story uh, from the book of Joshua uh, of how this uh, manifests itself so evidently in, in front of us. It's just, it's just so cool. If you want to take your sermon outline out, you can track along with us. We're going to throw the passage up on the screen. Uh, this is from uh, Joshua chapter 3, beginning at verse 13. If you remember the storyline, the Israelites have gotten out of Egypt and uh, they have made it through the wilderness and now they're just about to go into the promised land. And uh, up till now, God and Moses have kind of been doing all the heavy lifting. You know, God did the 10 plagues in Egypt and, and provided the manna and provided the quail and all, all of this kind of stuff. And Moses was the only one, you know, that kind of really had to be involved in all of this for them. But now I want you to see as these people are growing in their understanding of God, God calls them to a little bit different level and a little bit different requirement as he's about to work some crazy stuff in front of them. Look at what God says to them. He says, the priests will carry the ark of the Lord the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream and the river will stand up like a wall. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now it was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below that point flowed on to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Now listen to this. Then all of the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. 
I believe with all of my heart that God wants to do some amazing things in our life. Some of the things that you came with you this morning that you have on your heart. I believe God wants to do some unbelievable stuff. But I also believe that sometimes it's not us waiting for God to do them. Sometimes God's waiting for us to take a step of faith. It wasn't until the feast put their feet in the water that God moved. What's your step of faith? What step of faith may God be calling you to? Now, when I, when I talk about steps of faith, well, what am I talking about? What do steps of faith really look like? Well, I thought of several. Let me just give you five of them. You ready? Here we go. Sometimes when we talk about steps of faith, it, sometimes it's a step of obedience. Sometimes it's a step of obedience. Can we be honest? Sometimes we're talking to God about doing a miracle in our life, and if you really boil it down, we're not really even following through with some basic places of obedience. Listen very carefully to this. Jesus said, you know, if you've been faithful in little things, I can bless you with greater things. Here's the problem. Sometimes we're not being faithful with the little things. Sometimes for God to really breakthrough in our lives and do some things that we really want him to do. For some of us, it's going to require us to take a step of obedience maybe that we've never taken before. You know, for some of us, it's interesting how even before we've ever committed our life to Christ, you know, we're saying, God, I need you to do a miracle in my family, or I need you to do a miracle here. I need you to do something here, and God's waiting on us. You take a step of faith and surrender your life to me, then you see what I can do. Sometimes it's a step of obedience. Sometimes, this is really uncomfortable, but sometimes it's a step of risk. You know, sometimes it's a step of risk. Every once in a while, we feel this nudge of God that we're to take a step with him that, that, that really is kind of risky. I think I talked about this some time ago with, with Wanda and I when we were here back in the 80s as associate pastors and we felt God calling us to go to Kansas City area to help a friend who uh, plant this church that was up there. And, but they didn't know if they were going to be able to pay us or not. And it was this thing that Wanda and I had to talk through. You know, do, do we really feel God moving in this? And we did. Are we willing to take that risk? You know, are we willing? And uh, we said, you know, what's the worst case scenario? And if we, and if we get there and, and there's not enough money, what do we do? And, you know, are we willing to, you know, get a job at night at 7-Eleven or do whatever it takes to, to take care of our family? You know, that, and it was that step of risk that we had to take. And can I tell you something? When you take steps of risk like that, if it's really of God, God's faithful. He's faithful. And in Wanda and I, would both, we, would, we could tell you, God was so faithful to us in that we had no idea what was going to happen, and God blessed in ways that we couldn't even begin to imagine. Now, please hear my heart with this. I'm not talking about us tempting God or trying to test God by doing stupid stuff. You know, every once in a while, we get people who say, I'm going to stand out in the middle of the street, and I'm going to believe that that car is not going to hit me. That's not faith. That's stupidity. <laughs> Amen? That's stupidity. You know, guy, we're not, we're not here to tempt God, but sometimes God calls us to take a step of risk. Sometimes it's a step of uncertainty. Sometimes it's a step of uncertainty. <laughs> Come on, it's just us. Great church is a great place to confess. Just get it off your heart. How many of you be honest enough to admit you've got control issues? 
Yeah, come on. How many of you sitting next to someone who's got control issues? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jane is up here with both hands back there. Yeah, 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 mama does, mama does. Yeah, yeah we do. And, and when you have, when, you know, we like life to be under control. We like to know where it's going. And that's sometimes the really annoying thing about God is he doesn't show you the whole path. You know, he, he doesn't show you what all, all the ways it's going to have. He doesn't show you everything that's going to He just kind of says, take one step. And you go, well, what's after that? And God says, take the one step and I'll show you. No, Lord, I, I want to see where I'm going. And sometimes it's that uncertainty that really holds us back. I, I love this quote by Martin Luther King Jr. Throw that up on the screen. He says, faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. That's such a great quote. And I'm going to tell you, my journey with God, man, he has rarely ever shown me the whole staircase. Probably because if he did, it would scare us to death, you know. Fourth one hurts. Sometimes this step of faith is a step of letting go. Sometimes it's a step of letting go. Uh, for some of us, when we talk about this step of faith, there are some things in our life that we've got to let go of. Uh, for some of us, it's, it, you know, we want God to really bless us, but we're in these toxic relationships, and we don't know how to let go of them. You know, we've make the, made these people our gods, and somehow we're going to have to learn to let go of lesser gods so we can take hold of the real God. Uh, for, for some of us, we, you know, God calling us to, to let go of this or that. Some, for some of us, what's really interesting is how we really want God to work in someone else's life, but we won't get out of the way and let God work in someone else's life. And sometimes we're saying, God, why don't you, you know, why don't you fix them? And, and yet we're the ones that we're trying to control what they do and we're trying to manipulate them and we're trying to fix them. And sometimes God says, you know what? I'd be happy to work in their life, but you're gonna have to take your hands off. And sometimes it's only in letting go that God can really do his work. Um, last Wednesday night in my class using Max Licato's material, Max was talking, he, he said this, I thought it was so funny because it's so true. Max said, you know, in my journey, he goes, I, I found myself wanting to give God things. Said, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to give you this. And then he says, but, you know, but 15 minutes later, if God hasn't worked, it's like, okay, God, I've given you 15 minutes. I'm taking it back, you know. And uh, how many of you have ever done that? You know, and that's, and that's kind of sometimes how we get. It's like, you know, we, we don't really want to let go. Sometimes our step of faith is a step of responsibility. It's a step of responsibility. In other words, it's, it's believing that God can really not only work in us, but that God can work through us. Now, again, look at me. Make eye contact. I believe with the bottom of my heart that if you're a Christ follower, if the spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ lives in you, then you are just as gifted and you are just as called to ministry as I am as a pastor. Amen? You know, the Bible says that God in, in, in spirit lives in each of us who are followers of him. Now, what that means is that God doesn't want to just work in me or in Rachel or people you see on the stage, but that God wants to work in each of us. And we all have to find those places. And what's so funny is how I, I've discovered that that's one of the greatest struggles of faith for people. People believe that God can use anyone but them. But it's when we come, and I, and I promise you, there are some of you, you have felt the hand of God on you. You have felt the nudge of God to step up, to step out, to step forward, and you've held back. And your step of faith is believing God can use you. You know, I, I was going back in my mind when I was writing this. I, I was thinking about last year when Tammy Smith came forward and agreed to be the leader for our Celebrate Recovery ministry. 
Yeah, and I thought, man, here we are now, you know, almost a year later, and all the lives that have been touched and changed through this ministry that we have in our church, but it was because one person took a step of faith and said, yeah, I'll run point on this, and surrounded herself with a team, and, and now we have this ministry that's changing life. Or just a couple months ago, Deborah Swain, who came in to meet with Janet and I said, I feel like God's laying on my heart to, to start a singles ministry. And now every Friday night here at our church, we have singles who are gathering together and connecting with each other and creating community and, and leaning into God. And all of that happened because Deborah, who, who came with a little bit of fear and trembling, but believing God as she stepped forward and as she stepped forward into that responsibility, God has blessed. And if God can do that with Tammy and Deborah, I promise you God can do it with you. He can What's your step of faith? I don't know what God is up to in your life. I don't know the miracle that you may need in your life. But I promise you, for some of us, that miracle is not going to come until we're willing to take a step of faith. Now, here's what I want to do this morning. I want, I want to go back to this story. And I want to pull out just a couple of truths about faith. Because sometimes I'm not sure that we really understand how this whole thing of faith works with God. Are you ready? Let me just give you three thoughts right from the story. Here's the first one. Faith is what you do, not what you think. Let me say that again. Faith is what you do. It's not simply what you think. You know, the, the priest... Uh, if somebody would have asked him, do you believe, you know, God can part the Jordan? You know, do you believe that God can part the river? There, there might have been priests who said, yes, I can believe God can do that. I, yes, I believe God did. But God didn't do it until what? Until they put their foot in. You see, them stepping into the river at flood stage, that was the real litmus test of whether or not they truly believed. And it's really important that we get this because sometimes when we talk about faith, we think that faith is just the way that we think, that faith is just me believing in something. No, it's believing in something to a point that you're willing to act on it because if you're not really willing to act on it, you don't really believe it. Faith is movement. It's what we do, not just what we think. I love what James writes in James 2.14. Read it out loud with me. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? I love this quote by Betty Eady. It says, faith is not complacent. It is action. You don't have faith and wait. When you have faith, what do you do? You move. You move. You'll get this. Um, throw that picture up on the screen. Anybody know what those are? Yeah, they're watermelon seeds. They're watermelon seeds. And uh, out of those watermelon seeds, we get, throw that next picture up, beautiful, ripe watermelon. Makes you want to go to lunch, doesn't it? Just, yeah, just that makes looks, looks so good. And if you've got really great seeds, you might get a watermelon that looks like this. You could put, a, you could put wheels on that watermelon and ride it to work, you know what I'm saying? That's, 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 or you could get two of them that look like, look like that. It's humongous. That would feed watermelon to my family for about a year. Yeah. But what, but what if, I, if I had these watermelon seeds? What, what if I held them in my hand and, and I said, I really believe I can get a great watermelon out of this. And, and I hold them in my hand and I said, I can believe that'll happen. I believe that'll happen. I believe that'll happen. Will I get a watermelon? Why not? What do you have to do with them? You have to plant them. 
You have to plant them. You see, all the belief in the world, listen to this, does not release the miracle inside that seed. All the belief in the world doesn't make that watermelon come to pass. It's what we do. It's the belief that if I do my part, if I take this step of faith, if I plant these watermelon seeds in the ground and, and, I, and I water them, if I do that, if I take that step of faith, God will do his and bring forth the harvest. Now look at me, just hear my heart. Some of us have said we believe God, but we're not doing what we say we believe. And here's the deal. Somewhere along this journey of faith, God is gonna make you live by what you say you believe. Amen? You betcha. Let me give you a second piece out of the story. God works mostly in response to our faith, not ahead of it. God works mostly in response to our faith, not ahead of it. Now, there are times when God does miracles without, without us even asking. There are sometimes things that God does and he does them entirely alone. But if, again, if you read scripture, and especially as you get to the stories of Jesus, you know what you'll discover? You'll discover that miracles were something that Jesus did in response to someone else's faith. It was you have faith first and then God will respond. Again, God didn't part the waters and then the the priest stepped in or the people went across. God waited on them. They stepped in and as a response, they believed what God said. And after they believed, God did. Does this make sense to you? Now, this is the part, again, I, I just want us to get, God works in response. Look at the passage of scripture, Matthew 9, verses 29 and 30. It says, Jesus touched their eyes and he said, read it loud with me, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. And their sight was restored. Did you see that? Do you see the order there? Faith came first and then the healing. Same thing with the woman who had the issue of blood, who said, if I believe that if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. What happened? She touched his garment and what happened? She was healed. And Jesus said, hey, your faith has healed you. Go, go in peace. Faith came first. Jesus with the, the, the lame man in the, John 5 at the pool of Bethesda. He says, do you want to get well? Are you willing to believe? Faith, then response. Um, you know, there's a passage in 2 Chronicles 7 that we love to claim is a, a passage that has to do with, and we claim this a lot when we're praying for our country. Lord says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Did you get all of that? If they will pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. You can go through the Bible and again and again, what you'll find is God saying, if you, then I. If you, then I. If you, then I. In other words, God's saying, take a step of faith, believe me first, put faith in me first, then I will respond. If we confess our sins, then he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And what are we talking about? It's a step of faith that's saying, I believe God can forgive, and so I confess. If you, then I. God 
responds. Look at me. You don't miss this. God loves it when his children trust him. God loves it when his children trust him. There was a guy um, back in the 1800s. His name was George Mueller. How many of you ever heard that name, George Mueller? Unbelievable man of God. Um, his, he and his wife, uh, he had a really rough upbringing when he was young and, and had a kind of a wild life, came to the Lord. And this man developed such an incredible passion and faith in God that when he prayed, he was so dumb. When he prayed, he expected God to answer. And he had great faith. He and his wife started this orphanage. And they started gathering these kids. And they went from one building to two buildings to three buildings to four. They had, they had like a, a couple of thousand kids in this orphanage that they were working. But here's the crazy thing. George Mueller never went out and tried to raise one dollar. Never, never had a fundraising campaign. Ne- never tried to talk people into giving. George Mueller would simply pray. He said he and his wife would simply pray. They would express the need to God. And you know what happened? Time and time and time again. People would show up and just give him money. George was so dumb, he didn't know you were supposed to hire an outside consultant to raise money for you. He didn't know any of that. He had no, he, this man just had a simple faith in believing my God will provide. Again and again and again. When you read his life, it, it's, it's such a great story of how God responds to the faith of his people. And there's, there's a great story, 1877, George Mueller was on board a ship that was stalled off the coast of Newfoundland uh, in a dense fog. The captain had been on the bridge for 24 hours, uh, you know, trying to supervise things. When George Mueller came up to see him, George told him that he had to be in Quebec by Saturday afternoon. The captain replied, it's impossible. Very well, said George Mueller. If your ship can't take me, God will find some other way. I have never broken an engagement for 52 years. Let you and I go down to the chart room and pray. <laughs> the captain wondered where in a, what insane asylum this guy had escaped from. But they went down to the chart room. And the guy says to him, the captain says, Mr. Mueller, <coughs> he says, do you know how dense this fog is? George Mueller says, No. My eye is not on the density of the fog, but on the living God who controls all of the circumstances of my life. George Mueller knelt down and began to pray very simply and in faith. And when he had finished, the captain was about to pray, but Mueller put his hand on the captain's shoulder and told him not to. He said, first of all, you don't believe God will do this. And second, I believe he already has. And the captain again looked at George Mueller in amusement and just said, okay. And he said, Captain, I've known the Lord for 52 years and there has never been a single day of my life that I have failed to get an audience with the king. Get up, captain, and open the door. And when the captain did, the fog had lifted. Why? Because God responds to the faith of his people. Again, 
Sometimes we're waiting on God to move, and God is waiting on us to have faith. Let me give you one more piece in this story that's really important. Our faith may be the bridge that others need to walk across. Our faith may be the bridge that others need to walk across. When these priests stepped in the water, it wasn't just for themselves. It wasn't just to get them and the Ark of the Covenant across. Go back to the story, Joshua 3.16. Read it out loud with me. Then all the people crossed near, over near the town of Jericho. How many people? All the people. Now, look at me. Don't miss this. Faith is never just about you. Faith is about you and everyone else that your life impacts. And sometimes the stuff that you really want to happen for the people around you begins with you taking that step of faith. You know, I started, I started just thinking about this, and I put several examples on, on, your, on your outline. You know, Noah's step of faith, when he built the ark, you know, when people were laughing at him for building this, building this big boat, Noah's step of faith, it saved his family. Moses, when he saw the burning bush and God told him to go back into Egypt where he was a wanted man and face Pharaoh and tell him to let his people go, Noah's step of faith saved a nation. David, when he faced Goliath, then no man would go out. Israel, the entire Israelite army was, was in fear. David's step of faith gave courage to an entire army and won victory for Israel. So just answer the question, what would your step of faith do? Who might your step of faith impact? One of the scariest things about this story is the realization that there may be people in our life who don't get all that God has for them because we don't take the step of faith necessary for them to find him too. A few years back, I was, uh, I was speaking at a men's conference, and I was the last speaker of this day. And part of my responsibility was to make an appeal to the men who were there to receive Christ as their Savior. And so I, I preached the message that day, and when we gave the altar response, there was one young man that jumped up, jumped out, and literally ran to the front. He fell face down in the carpet. Never forget seeing him laying there, just literally laying face down in the carpet. And he is sobbing, uncontrollably sobbing. He was, he was crying so hard. I mean, his, his sobs were just really filling the room. And there were, there were many men who, who came forward, yeah, meeting God and, you know, letting the Lord deal with different things in their life. But, but this man really stood out to me. And uh, after we had the altar response and we prayed and men were praying with the other men and all of that, afterward I was talking to the team and we were just kind of debriefing on the conference. And I said, does anyone know that young man who came forward, the, young, the very emotional young man? And one of the leaders said, yeah, he, he's a friend of mine. And I said, do you know what was going on? And he smiled. He said, you know, it's so funny. He said, 
God laid him on my heart last week. He said, I haven't talked to this guy in a few years. And he said, but I just felt like the Lord was laying him on my heart. So I just reached out to him, made a personal call and said, hey, dude, we're having this men's conference. And uh, he said, I would, I would love, for you to, love for you to come. And he said, I had no idea what was going on in this guy's life. And he said that what this guy shared with him was that he, 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 his personal life and his family life was not going well. Uh, he had started drinking really heavy and there were problems with him and his wife and he confessed to his friend that he was just about to leave his family. And he said, I came today. He said, and I, I realized that he said, I've, I've been praying for God to do a miracle in my family and what I realized today was that God wanted to do that miracle starting with me. And this man who God made a breakthrough with, God was able to put his hand upon him. And I don't know where all the story went from there, but here's what I know. Miracles begin with one step of faith. What's the step of faith God may be calling you to? Maybe it's a step of obedience. Maybe there are things that you know that God is asking of you that you just haven't surrendered him. And maybe today you need to take that step of faith and to surrender your life or to surrender some part of your life that you know you've been holding back. Maybe it's a risk that God's been nudging you to take and you've been afraid. And I get that. Maybe God's asking you to take a, a step of uncertainty and you're saying, Lord, I, I don't know what's down the road. And God's saying, I, I just want you to trust me for one step. I'll show you the rest. Maybe for some of us, it's that step of letting go. And there are people or things in our life that God's saying, you know, you need, to, you need to take your hands off. You need to give it to me. And you need to let me do my work. And maybe some of you, maybe it is that step of responsibility. Maybe you feel like God has been nudging you through. And he, he wants to use you and you've been, you've been holding back. And you don't know necessarily what God's going to do or how he's going to do it, but you feel that nudge that God wants you to make yourself available to him. I, I don't know what your step of faith is today, but I, I want to give you a chance to take it. Is that okay? I, I want to do something, and this may make some of us a little uncomfortable, but here's what I want to do today. I want to I make this our Jordan River. And I want to invite you if God is nudging your heart, if God is asking you to take a step of faith, if you feel that pull today, I'm gonna to invite you to just join me here. You can stand or you can kneel if you're more comfortable there. But I just wanna invite as many of you that would like to come to come while we sing this next song. And after we've sung the song through, I'm, I, I just wanna pray a prayer of faith over you that God will take this one step of obedience and he'll bless it beyond what you could ever imagine. You know, like this young man, sometimes we're waiting for God to do something in our schools. And we've saying, God, I need you to do something in our schools. And sometimes God's waiting on us. Sometimes we're asking God to do something in our families. And maybe God's saying, you know, I want to do something in your family. But I want to start with you. Maybe we've saying, Lord, I, I hate where I work. These people are so far from God. I need you to do something at work. And God's been saying, I want to do something. But you know what? I got to start with you. You take a step of faith. Give yourself fully to me. You step in the water. Just see what I can do. The, the song we're going to sing, it's, it's just a beautiful old song. It says, 
Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word. But don't just believe it. Take a step of faith. Act on it. And let's see what God does. We're going to sing this song. I'm going to pray. And we'll let you go. Stand with me, if you would, while we sing. If you'd like to join us at the front, you come while we sing. Father, your word reminded us today that when a group of people are willing to take a step of faith, it paves the way for you to do amazing, miraculous things. And that's a principle we find all through Scripture. Jesus said, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. And that faith is not just something that we believe in our heads. It's something we do. It's something we act on. It's making ourselves fully available to you. It's coming before you and allowing, Lord, as we take these steps for you to, to, to make a way where there seems to be no way. Father, I don't know the needs of the people who are standing at the front. I don't know the needs of the people in the audience or those watching online today, but you do. You know the ways that you want to work in their life. You know the miracles that they're praying for. And today, Father, we take this step of faith, believing that as we do our part, you are always faithful to do yours. So, Lord, we humble our hearts. In faith, believing, we step into the waters. Now we ask you, Lord, make a way. Make a path. Touch a life. Touch a heart. Heal a body. Provide a miracle. Lord, you do what you do so well. Amaze us with your wonder and your glory. Lord, we're so grateful for you. So thankful that you have a benevolent and gracious heart. And we're thankful today, Lord, that you respond to the faith of your people. So, Father, today we're asking you, as we take this step of faith, change our hearts, change our families, change our schools, change our places where we work, change our community, do something amazing. And we will give you all the glory, praise, Lord, all the honor and all the glory. In Christ's name we pray. And everyone said, amen.